You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to join on the line Tom Hiscott. Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, yourself? I'm all right. Did you stay up late to watch the Super Bowl? <laughs> Yeah, I did. Slightly regretted it. Um, uh, um, Monday morning, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty good watch. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Good, good. Well, we won't. We're um, which of course is a you know a major talking point. So um, yeah. we'll come to that. Um, we'll come to that shortly. Uh, we'll start off this week's episode by having a look at the fixtures uh, on Tuesday, the thirtieth of January. And I suppose one of the best things to say about this week in the Tool Station Western League is we do actually have some football to talk about because the weather it was with us, but fortunately it wasn't dominating us. No, it abated definitely. So I mean, we had midweek fixtures for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, and pretty pretty full um, Saturday schedule as well. Just a few games falling foul. So, Absolutely. Getting better. But we uh, we do start with um, Tuesday the 30th of January in the first division, and it was Ashton and Backwell United at home to Portishead Town. And it was Ashton and Backwell uh, who claimed the victory. It was a one 0 win, uh, and a very late late goal to to hand them that victory. And it was Sam Thomas scoring two minutes from time. Well, I'm delighted to welcome to the Tool Station Western League podcast Paul Waring, the manager of Ashton and Backwell. Paul, thank you for taking the time um, to have uh, a chat with us today. Uh, it would have been nice to have talked about a game of football at Cheddar, um, but unfortunately that was hit by the weather. So um, we'll have a look back to your win at home against Portishead Town. I'm sure that was a, a welcome three points for you. Absolutely, it was a, a must-win game for us. Um, obviously, as you can tell, we're not looking too good in, our, in the league at the moment. So, three points was a massive uh, thing for us that day. Uh, it's been a struggle this year. Uh, we struggled with injuries, suspensions, etc. Um, it's a, a tough old battle, but uh, I think we've got enough strength in depth from our reserve side to uh, see us through and hopefully climb up the table a little before the end of the season. I mean, has the first division proved a bit harder than you were anticipating um, So uh, at the start of the season? No, I mean, they, we've been in it for a few years. I, I was with uh, Rich Coombs last year as his assistant. Um, we finished eighth last year. Uh, we basically had the same side. We actually had a couple of additions. Um, it's, the problem is we're not being able to field the same 11 in consecutive games. And we've not done that at all this season. Due to injuries and suspensions, etc. It's uh, where you're trying to build a side. It's just so difficult when you're not getting um, to play with each other every Saturday. And I noticed in the last few games as well, you found goals hard to come by. So I suppose um, getting that 1-0 win and a clean sheet against Portishead was all the more important for you. Yeah, clean sheets are obviously vital. Um, we've actually managed to get Lewis Coombs back in, in the sticks, which is a, a massive boost for us. Uh, he did actually keep us in the game on a couple of occasions against Port Z. Um but as you quite rightly said yeah goals are hard to come by uh, at this level you know unless you've got a few pains for them they don't want to come and play for you so, yeah, we've lost we lost our centre forward 
Sam Skidmore to uh, Hallen a few weeks back. Paul uh, Ruffinson came in, he did it the ground running with a couple of goals in this game, but it's all dried up. But, yeah, we're trying to work with that one, trying to get it right, but it's... Uh, it is tough. You've got a couple of back-to-back home games coming up. This Saturday, you're at home to Roman Glass. They're going well in the league, as are Radstock Town. Are, are you optimistic that you'll be able to get something from those two games? Yeah, we, we tend to play a little bit better against the bigger sides fighting for promotion. Um, I'm saying that Roman Glass did give us a bit of a lesson earlier on in the season, but no, you know, we're, we can beat anybody on our on our day in that league um, we've just got to be up together on it uh, as I said this week we're without Paul up in the centre forward he's away skiing so more reserve team players will have to come in and hopefully we'll be uh, with them um, what have you made of the of the, of the cancellations um, with the weather I mean has that has that hindered you or at a time when perhaps um, you've had issues with player availability have you has it been a bit of relief that you you, you know you, you're going to be able to field perhaps a stronger side than you would have done otherwise yeah well we, to be fair we haven't done too badly with uh, cancellations our pitch is probably one of the better ones I mean I think we, we probably played more than most in that league um, obviously Cheddar called off on Saturday we had one at Colne the following week the problem is going to be going to Colne and Malmesbury midweek for a eight kick-off you know obviously we'll struggle to get to the ground for especially when you've got hour and a half journey so uh, 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 yeah we'll be alright uh, so it, it, it comes it's, it's, it's with the league isn't it? unless you're Roman Glass or Cainton to the artificial pitch but um, yeah I don't think it's affected us much as I say it's, it's mainly down to uh, the fact that we can't keep players for more than one game with suspensions etc you know the suspensions have been a massive part for us this year we've lost a lot of players through stupid things that they do on the pitch and unfortunately we can't control that once they're out there I mean looking at the, you mentioned Roman Glass um, you had a difficult game against them last time you played them I mean what other sides in the league have impressed you this, this season? Radstock certainly impressed us, so that's the two we got next. Um, they're they're a good solid side. Um, there's been a few Cainsham are a good solid outfit. Um, I think to be honest, I think they'll win it. They look very capable of doing it. He's got a great great side there. So they're all together. They, you know, he's, I was only chatting to him a few weeks ago. They're getting 17 or 18 at training every week. You know, when you can do that and work with the players. On a Saturday as well, and sorry, midweek as well as on a Saturday. It's a mess They'll be there, as I say. Um, Bradstock are a good side. Roman Glass, obviously, are a good side. There's a few good teams in there, but you know, I can't. Ourselves is one of those sides. We're just not consistent, and that's our biggest problem. A message to the fans then just before we um, before we finish um, you're, you're, you're obviously looking you're obviously looking up you're in 19th at the moment how, how much higher up the table do you think um, or have you targeted um, that you can finish this season well we'd like it to be midway I mean obviously we're you know, at the start of the season you know, to, to make it one one place higher than last year would have been nice to finish in 7th or 6th that's not going to be the case I don't think um as far as I can see, we are in a false position. It's not many managers who wouldn't tell you any different. Um, midway is what we got aimed for. 
we certainly got to start winning our own games, which obviously starts on Saturday. And if we can do that, we think that give everybody a boost around the club. And uh, hopefully we can carry that forward. Well, Paul, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today. And uh, we'll keep an eye out for your results um, for the rest of the season. Great stuff. Thanks very much. And then Cheddar, they were at home to Warminster Town. Yeah, and Cheddar won, ran out 4-1 winners in the end. Uh, they fell behind pretty early on, uh, thanks to Henry McFerrin, uh, who scored scored for Warminster. Uh, but then Cheddar, they wasted no time in getting level uh, through former Taunton and Mangotsfield forward uh, Ross McNabb. Uh, he then uh, was, was played, a, played a part in an own goal, which put them 2-1 up. Uh, but then he was sent off quite soon after, so Cheddar were leading 2-1, but, but down to 10 men. Uh, Warminster failed to capitalise, however, and uh, yeah, Cheddar picked them off at the, at the end of the match. Uh, and it was Adam Jones scoring twice in the final 10 minutes. Uh, so, yeah, 4-1 winners. Cheddar will run out. Cheddar going well in the league. Definitely mm. ones to watch. Uh, now then, uh, we move forward a day. Wednesday, the 31st of January. One fixture in the first division, and it was the Glass. Roman Glass and George, they were at home to Sherbourne Town. Yeah, doing really well, Roman Glass and George. Uh, and a 3-0 win uh, on one Wednesday night, so yeah, managed to beat the weather, which was good. Uh, and it was a brace from Lewis Wentland helping them to a, to a 3-0 win over Sherbourne. Now we move to the fixtures on Saturday the 3rd of February, and of course, where else can we start but the FA Vars? Um, uh, we will start in the north of Yorkshire, where our mm-hmm. brave Bradford Town were the visitors to Mask United, the bookies' favourites for the competition, and rightly so, Tom. Yeah, it seems so. Uh, two nil winners, Mask United were. Um, but massive trip for Bradford, and it sounds like they held their own, more than held their own, in a, in a very tough, against a tough opponent. Uh, but it was goals from uh, Daniel either side of half time, helping Mask to the victory, and uh, Bradford's gallant run in the uh, in the cup has come to an end. It has, but Melksham continue to fly the flag, not only for Wiltshire, but also the Tool Station Western League. They entertain Tring Athletic at Oakfield Stadium, and uh, a, a monster crowd there saw the home side triumph. Yeah, I'm sure you can tell me about the performance, but in terms of the, the goal scorers, very early on, uh, Melksham managed to get ahead. Uh, just six minutes in, uh, Rob Brown's free kick finding its way to, to Mike Parrott, uh, and he headed home, headed home the opener. It was another header just eight minutes later. Uh, Rob Hobbs uh, scoring his head following another flick on from Gary Hickney was uh, pretty pivotal. Uh, so, yeah, 2 0 lead for Melksham pretty early on. Uh, Tring did, did pull a goal back just before half time uh, for Luke Dunstan, uh, but the second half remained goalless. So, uh, yeah, Melksham power through to the next round uh, into the last eight. Well, it was, a, <clears throat> and it was an incredible day, uh, game for, um, for Melksham. Not just the football club, I think the town as well, because there was such huge interest um, in the fixture, which was, you know, it's a real testament to the interest that the locals have, have shown in the side. It was um, probably the first time I felt incredibly nervous going into a, a Western League game. You know, normally we go for our enjoyment on a Saturday afternoon, but um, Melksham, it felt like we had everything, everything to lose. And indeed, after the first few minutes, Melksham were really in the driving seat. 2-0 up, really at a canter, and should have been 3 another scuffed goal line clearance um, and I thought Tring were dead and buried but they fought back and the second half well it was, um, it was quite a long 45 minutes not least because of the weather it would be fair to say it was a little bit parky in uh, in Melksham but um, 
Well, that's enough from me. Um, for those listeners who want to hear not just about Melksham's game, but also about Bradford Town, we've produced a special FA Vars um, edition of the podcast. You'll be getting interviews there from both Danny Greaves and from Kieran Baggs talking about their respective games. I know that um, news of the Vars isn't really everybody's cup of tea. A lot of listeners want to hear about their own side. So um, we won't trouble you anymore with that. But please, if you're a fan of the podcast and you are interested in, in um, what those two managers had to say about those matches then um, then please um, uh, tune into that um, special FA Vars podcast and of course we will continue to follow Melksham Town's progress in that competition um, who have Melksham got in the next round? Another home game uh, against Thatcham Town um, which will be played on the 24th of so just a few weeks away that's again another home fixture for, for the fans to hopefully flock to, flock to the Oakfield once again Absolutely so and Thatcham are no pushovers are they Tom? No, no I doubt a team at uh, reaching the sixth round of the quarterfinals is, is going to be going to be an easy draw. So uh, yeah, look forward to seeing how they, they get on in that one. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now we'll have a look in the Premier Division. Uh, our first game, Brislington against Wellington. That was a that was a washout. But Cabri Heath got on against Bridgewater Town. Although it was the away side that uh, that took all three points. Yeah, Bridgewater doing really well at the moment. Uh, they move up to six following this win, a four-nil triumph away, uh, and it was helped very early on. Uh, Jake Viney saving a penalty so in the Bridgewater net. Uh, stopping Cadbury's uh, effort on goal and also saving the follow-up. So uh, it gave Bridgewater a bit of a fill-up early on. Uh, and then just 50 minutes later, uh, the visitors went ahead with Jack Taylor. Uh, very astute signing he's been. Uh, he kept up his fine form in front of goal. Uh, and to, to give them the lead, uh, named Sid Camper, uh, very much involved in, in both of the first two goals. Uh, he helped to assist uh, Michael Duffy. Uh, he was fouled in the box uh, and Duffy firing home from the penalty spot. Uh, so he yeah, had a 2-0 lead uh, at the half. Uh, midway through the second half, Jack Jenkins then put the result beyond doubt with a third uh, before Steve Holland had it fourth. And Cleveland Town, they were at home to Buckland Athletic. Yeah, indeed. Uh, another away victor. Uh, Buckland 1-0 winners uh, in just their second game of 2018, so it's been a tough patch for them. Uh, but it was uh, Craig Duff scoring the only goal uh, just 30 minutes into the game. Actually, them a 1-0 win. Now, Cribs, they were at home to Chipping Sudbury Town. Doing very well in 2018, Cribs. Like 10 points from possible 12. Uh, it was Jake Slocum scoring twice for them. Uh, and also a goal from Dan Dyke. So a 3-1 win for Cribs at home to Chipping Sudbury. Now, Hallen, lowly Hallen, they had a very important win against Odd Down. They did, uh, and it was a lot of early drama there. So, uh, a red card to an Odd Down defender leading to a penalty. Uh, so, a double whammy there. Uh, and uh, Aaron Anglin uh, fired home the, the spot kick to give Hallen an early lead. Uh, and then Sam Skidmore uh, added another goal late on. So, a 2 0 win for Hallen. I'm delighted to welcome to the Toolstation Western League podcast, Rob Sage, the Hallen manager. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us, um, Rob. Um, you, you had a good win at the weekend uh, against um, Odd Down. You must be very pleased. Uh, yeah, yeah, very pleased with, um, with um, Saturday, to be honest. Um, 
for a change, we had a little bit of uh, the rubber to green, should we say, because it's not been happening um, this season. Um, I will state that, to be fair, the, the odd-down keeper that got sent off should not have been sent off at all, um, which massively changed the game um, in our favour uh, from, what, seven minutes, I think it was, six minutes in. Um, obviously, from the result in penalty, we had our backs up straight away then, and uh, they dropped down to 10 men, which obviously give us, it's always difficult against 10 men, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, give us a, a good little cushion to, to start off with. Well, we have to take our hats off to Odd Down. Um, really, under those difficult circumstances, they, 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 they only managed to concede the two over the 90 <laughs> minutes. But definitely, they're a um, very good side. Very good side. Got a lot of, lot of time and respect for them. Obviously, a couple of seasons back, they won the league and stuff. And um, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, so, for, for me, we've been conceding far too many goals at Hallam. Um, so I tinkered with it a little bit. I brought in some new faces. Um, they all, all four of them, the, all new four faces I brought in. They all started um, Saturday. Had a game plan, and like I said, we had a rubber green early, which um, which works in our favour. Um, you've been on the road a fair bit over the last um, few weeks, over the Christmas period. Do, do, do yeah. you think that's contributed to your, the, the challenges you've had picking up points? To be fair, our home for has been awful. Um, so I find it a little bit of a breath of fresh air when we were playing away. Um, I know that sounds a bit strange, but um, we've only managed. Saturday was our only second win at home, um, which I, I keep trying to drill into the lads. Like we've got to try and make Hallen a, a horrible place for for teams to come and uncomfortable for them to come. Because um, recently, the sort of teams have just been coming up and, and, and taking points off us far too easy for my liking. Um, so it was something that I try and try and want to change. Um, so. Wherever, wherever we are in the table, whatever people think, right, Saturday's a hard game, we've got to go there. They're not going to give us much there. So, yeah, it was, um, it, it was good to get the win Saturday, to be honest. Now, you didn't start the, uh, the season um, as manager. Um, you were, you were the, the number two. Has it been difficult? Um, have you found it difficult sort of stepping up in, uh, and taking full responsibility of the first team? Uh, no, it's, um, it's something that I, I love a challenge. Um, it's something that obviously I, I love doing. Um, I mean, I'd still like to be playing if it wasn't for, for me legs and stuff, getting too old and that now. But um, no, it's um, except Ben Wilshire, the manager, who's um, <clears throat> he stepped down to play. Uh, me and Ben, we've known each other for years since we were five, six. We've played each other with each other all the way up through um, youth football, um, and he's a good lad. And with the resources we had it, for the whole season, it was always going to be tough. Um, but I felt like we got let down by a couple of lads. Um, a couple of false promises by lads who said they would join and they didn't and it, it was it was tough at the start um, like I said games that we, we were 3-2 up in or 1-0 up and we were giving away sloppy goals and sloppy mistakes and we were getting punished and it was, it was having the fact to sort of to learn and learn quickly or, or we find ourselves in a in a predicament that we sort of are at the moment I mean, the last two seasons that I've been covering um, the podcast, um, Helen, you know, you've you've been you've had your work cut out in the Premier Division, and it feels to me like the quality is getting harder and harder. Is that how um, is that how you're finding it? Um, the way the way I look at it is personally, um, from when I played in the league, I mean, sort of six seven years ago, I I don't feel like the, 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 to be honest, might, people might obviously shoot me down for this one, but personally, I think the standards got weaker. I think basically this, the Southern League now, the Southern League, South and West, that would be the, the equivalent to the to the Western League. Um, and I think the Western Leagues, 
it's not going to sound good, but I, I think I think this is, the quality's gone downhill due to commitment of players. I feel like it's a, it's a, a glorified county league, Somerset and Gloucester. To be honest, um, what I do find is to compete in the Western League these days, you need good resources. Um, good sponsors because um, some of the lads I've tried to track in um, I've got mates all over and like I said it, the mate thing goes out of it it's just it's how much that's, that's, that's the first question they say is how much do you know what I mean they're not interested in where they want to go how far they got to travel they're just all interested in um, in the brain envelopes which is obviously causing a, a, a huge issue especially for the the teams like us um, who are down the bottom with not a lot of resources and sort of got a big bar instead of everyone I mean, you, you certainly make a very interesting point. We've had managers on before. We've talked about the gap between um, the top and um, well, and and and, and then the, the sort of the middle reaches of the league, um, and the fact that there are some sides in the Premier Division who are a southern team in waiting, you know, and and the rest of the sides, um, uh, you know, to a certain extent, are making up the numbers below them. I mean, which teams that you've come across this season have impressed you the most in terms of what they're able to put out on the pitch? Yeah, um, like I said, you're always going to get your gaps. Um, for me, I mean, you only got to look. The league table never lies. League table does never lie. Um, personally, so we're fourth from bottom. Um, we're one point short of what we picked up last year. Obviously, I wasn't involved last year, but for me, it's all about progression. Um, so I'd like to think that we would finish mid-table comfortably this season. But the way it's turned out, we are in a little bit of a dogfight. But, I mean, the likes of your Melksham's, yeah, Street, Willand, Bradford's, so you've got to take your, your hat off to them because not only is it's all right saying, oh, there's people backing you and stuff like that, but they get the crates. I mean, we're averaging 30, 40. I mean, they're getting, I mean, I think Melksham had 1,200. I mean, unbelievable for that Saturday. Um, but what a lovely job to go into, as their young manager has. I mean, he's walked into a lovely job. The team's sort of there. They've got the new stadium. They've got the budget. They've got the fans. It's, it's lovely. But then you, you walk into it and it says, say, down at the bottom where we are. And, um, yeah, you're starting with, with eight or nine. You've got to try and add to that. Um, and it's difficult when you do get injuries. I mean, we picked up a great win, like I said, Saturday. We've got bitten tomorrow night. Um, I'm without my goalkeeper. She's unavailable due to work reasons. Um, I've got four or five injuries. The young lad I brought in from Bristol Rovers, um, who's only 17, he's just been called up to the 23s. So I've lost him. So I've gone from thinking, right, this is a nice little squad I've got now, to trying to fill the team against a, a very strong bitten side who's, who's got some great players. It's going to be very tough for me tomorrow night now. I mean, the next few games you've got coming up are very interesting, aren't they, in defining perhaps how the rest of your season's going to go, because after Bitten, Bit the trip to Bitten is undoubtedly going to be very difficult. You've got an opportunity at home to Shepton Mallet, and then you travel to another basement side in um, in Wales City. It's really important that you manage to get something out of that game. Yeah, I, um, I like to try and take every game as it, as it comes. I mean, we, 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 um, we set up well against Bitten, um, at home and we managed to, to take a point off them which was a great point in my eyes um, and uh, that, that's how we need to do it we need to be hard to beat we need to play obviously press high that's how I like us to play I like us to have the, the bit between our teeth so I think in recent weeks we lost our last three apart from Saturday and that sort of fizzled out a little bit which I was disappointed with so I had the lads in working hard um, midweek and I just stressed to them like 
So it's, 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 it's down to them. I, I can only, I can do all my research. I can touch base on what I need to do. Um, I buy teams. I can give them all the information they need. But when they cross that line, that's when they need to give a little bit back to not just me, but the club and the supporters as well. Now, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you initially you'd hoped that you'd be able to finish mid-table. I mean, realistically speaking, do you think if you could improve upon last season's points total, that will be a step in the right direction? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we need another point to, to do that. And I know last, last season was disappointing. Um, and to be honest, this, this, I always want better. I mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was at Cribs last season um, as assistant to Tony Beecham. And they've got a great setup, do you know what I mean? And, and they've got no resources at all. I don't think they've got a playing budget. Um, but for them to progress how they have, I mean, that's how I feel like Hallett need to be. Um, as in three, four teams, um, lots of resources to pick from, as in within the club. But it's just, it is very hard at the moment. I mean, we I find that we are a mid-table team at the moment. Um, to make that step into the top ten is another different kind of fish I think um, but but honestly I think I don't think we should we should be lurking around the bottom of the, of the league which we have been for the last two three seasons one final question for you Rob uh, it's not really well I suppose I'm not entirely sure where we can call it a question we had Carl Bagley the Bridgewater manager on not so long ago and he was very complimentary about um, about your pitch and um, and the reputation that Hallen has as a as a quality playing surface. Obviously, the, the fixtures have been decimated in the last few weeks. But it's very difficult for, for clubs to get games on. We've only ever had a handful. But but more often than not, when you're at home, you, you do manage um, um, to get a game on. So that's a testament to those people at the club who work so hard to, to get the football on on a Saturday. Hundred um, percent. I will take my hat off to every single one of them. Um, like I said, even the chairman, Lee Fairman. Um, they get their boots on they go out they work very hard on it I think a lot of players that's what I try reiterating to the players that it's not about just rocking up and, and playing it's, it's, it's I mean it's, it's prep it's down to the food after the game it's down to everything um, and Hallen there is a lot of unsung heroes there um, and they do work hard and like I said for the facilities we've got down there everything to be fair is in place um, it's a great club um, and the facilities are good um, the pitch is great um, but and like you said there, there's people working on it constantly now as we talk um, yeah you, you got you, you have got to tip your hat to them because um, without them sort of people around the pitches won't be rolled or spiked or anything like they are um, we'd be struggling to get games you'd probably play about 10 games or something like that and then then you're always uh, your midweek fixer trying to get them all in at the end of the season which don't help anyone Rob, thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us. It's been a pleasure and hopefully we'll get you on before the end of the season. And uh, a team that, of course, we're very fond of on the podcast here, Hengrove Athletic, they had a very good win at home to Bridport. Yeah, three defeats they had coming into this game, Hengrove, so they arrested that slide. Uh, and it was uh, Bridport who went ahead uh, through Mark Salter. Uh, but then just moments later, uh, Hengrove completely turned the game on its head. Jack Fillingham and Luke Crew both scoring uh, to give them the lead. Uh, an own goal then uh, levelled things up uh, before Fillingham scored his second on the hour mark uh, to give them the 3-2 win. Now, arguably, the uh, Premier Division's form side has been its basement boy, Longwell Green Sports. They've been in fantastic form, yet their, uh, for, their good form was somewhat halted away at Shepton Mallet. The hammer blow, yeah. you could say, fell on Longwell Green. Yeah, indeed. A 3-1 defeat for them. Uh, Shepton Mallet, different, three different goal scorers uh, for them on the afternoon. It was James Billing, Craig Lockson and Tyson Pollard who scored late on. 
have to give them the three-one win. Yeah, so Longwood Green going to have to start another winning run. Now, a game that I'd called out as a real classic between um, Street and Bitten. That one didn't beat the weather. So we'll go straight down into uh, the first division and Almondsbury. Um, um, they took on Oldland Abertonians. No, I think they're right home back there, unfortunately. Just the, the nil-nil draw. Uh, so both sides take them the point. Yeah, um, there's always one. Uh, right then, Chard Town. They were at home to Bishop Sutton. Definitely wasn't nil-nil there. So Chard Town uh, are doing really well. Uh, they've now scored for 21 consecutive fixtures, I think, in all competitions. Uh, running out 4-1 winners at home to Bishop Sutton. Uh, James Boylan putting them ahead uh, after half an hour. Uh, and then after the half, uh, half-time interval, it was goals from Steve Friend, Alex Staffy and uh, Liam Cleal have, have given them the 4-1 win. Now, there's nothing like wet cheese. And, of course, there was no <laughs> wet cheese to be had between Cheddar and Ashton Backwell United. That one hit by the weather. But we did have some football. Chippenham Park against Westbury United. We did. And Westbury, obviously, now the new league leaders. Uh, they've gone on top following this win. A 2-1 victory uh, away at Chippenham Park. And it was goals either side of half-time from Dan Kovacs. The second uh, coming from the penalty spot. Uh, giving them the yeah the 2-1 win after the game was, was level at the break. Lewis McCarran striking for Chippenham Park, uh, but it was Westbury run-out winners. Now, a, an impressive 121 went to watch Canesham Town against Corsham Town. Yeah, and it looks to be going to the, the script early on. Uh, James Ollis firing home from pretty long range uh, to give Canesham the lead. Uh, but then Corsham grabbing an equaliser in the 25th minute for Adam Mitchell, and then in fact took the lead uh, just before half-time from a bullet header. Uh, from uh, Nick Chandler uh, but then it was after half time and uh, Kane should manage to fight back and get a point uh, AD Harvey scoring a header of his own uh, yeah and it finished the wall Malmesbury Victoria against Devizes couldn't beat the weather but Portishead against Bishops Lydiard did get on and another good win for Lydiard yeah the second time in a row uh, away from home that they've scored five goals a 5-2 win for them uh, at Portishead Harry Miller and Mark Clean each scoring twice for Lydia, uh, and also a bit off for Ryan Brereton, and they ran out pretty convincing winners. Yeah, five two away at Paul's head. Now, no play at Radstock Town against Bristol Telephones, but Roman Glass and George they were another recorded another impressive win this time at home to Carn Town. Yeah, keeping up the pace of the top two Roman Glass, a five two win uh, over Town, but they had to overturn a, a half time deficit to get the three points here. Uh, they've taken the lead pretty early on through Jordan Yeo uh, before Stuart Windsor struck twice for Carl uh, to give them a 2-1 advantage. Uh, Ryan Radford then helped to, 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 rest, uh, <clears throat> to reassure the home fans, uh, score an equaliser to make it 2 all just after the break uh, before substitute Ken Oney uh, gave them their second lead of the, the afternoon. Uh, Alex Lewis was then sent off, uh, obviously hurting Carl's chances somewhat. Uh, and Lewis Wentland and Jacob Watson each scored late on to complete the victory for him at last. Now, Warminster Town, they were at home to Wincanton Town. Yeah, crucial point this one for Warminster. Uh, looking over their shoulders a little bit in 20th. Uh, but uh, substitute Matt Dyer scoring three minutes from time to give them a two-all draw uh, home to Wincanton. And finally, Welton Rovers recorded an impressive home victory against Sherbourne Town. They did. A uh, 3-0 victory for them. Uh, a brilliant effort from Callum, Al- Callum Elms, uh, giving them the lead uh, with his left foot. Uh, before goals from uh, Joe Garland and then Chris Pyle, uh, who hasn't scored for a while, but that's, I think, his eighth for the season, uh, handing well on the 3 0 win. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you very much um, indeed for that. Now, we'll, we'll take a look at the upcoming fixtures. Um, we'll start on Tuesday, the 6th of February, and in the Premier Division, there are three matches. 
Indeed, yeah. Uh, 2.730 kickoff uh, between Bitten and Hallen, uh, and then Bridlington uh, against Hengrove. And then 7.45, we've got Odd Down versus Willand Rovers. And in the first division, Bishop Sutton take on Cheddar and Wincanton Town. They take on Chardtown. Both of those are 7.30 kickoffs. Now we move into Wednesday, the 7th of February, and we've got one game in the Premier Division, Tom. Yeah, pretty exciting affair. I think we've got, got Bridport versus Street, and that's a 7.30 kickoff on Wednesday evening. And in the first division, two games, Bristol Telephones, uh, will they get their game on against Marnsbury, Victoria, and Oldland Abertonians there at home to Canesham Town, and again, that's another 7.30 kickoff. So we move into what we hope are two very healthy schedules on Saturday, the 10th of February, and we'll start, Tom, with the Premier Division. Indeed, in the Premier Division, we've got Bitten versus Hengrove Athletic, uh, we've got Bradford Town versus Bridport, Bridgewater Town versus Wells City, we've got Buckland Athletic versus Oddown. Clevedon take on Brislington, Willem travel to take on Cribs, we've got Hallen versus Shepton Mallet, Longer Green Sports looking to get back to winning ways, uh, they take on Cadbury Heath, um, finally Willing- uh, Wellington, they take on Chipping Southbury Town. Right, in the first division, Ashton and Brackwell United, they take on Roman Glass and George, Bishop Sutton are at home to Almondsbury, Bristol Telephones take on Canesham Town, Carntown take on Pordis Head, Cut... Uh, Cheddar are against uh, Chippenham Park, Corsham Town against Bishops Lydiard, Oldland Abertonians against Marnsbury Victoria, Radstock Town take on Devizes Town, Sherbourne Town take on Warminster Town, Welton Rovers, they're at home to Chard, and Westbury United, they are at home to Wincanton Town. Now then, Tom, which are the fixtures that tickle your fancy this week? I think in the Premier Division, uh, Cribs, uh, home to Willand, obviously, looking towards the top of the table. Uh, and then down in the First Division, uh, towards the other end of the table, we've got Sherbourne uh, taking on Warminster in what could be a big game. Uh, so yeah, those are the two that probably big biggest ramifications this weekend. Well, I, I sincerely hope Bridport get on against Street, because I think that's, um, that's going to be a very good game. And um, Radstock Town against Devizes, that's um, sixth against seventh in the, uh, in the first division. I think, that would be a, I think that would be a cracker as well. We haven't had any football for a while, but we'll have a quick look at the, uh, at the league tables. Um, there's some disparity, isn't there, really, with some teams having played a lot more than others, Tom. But who are the runners and the riders in the Premier Division? So at the moment we've got Street top of the table. They've got 56 points from 22 fixtures. Uh, we've got Willand in second place. They played 20 games. So dude less than Street, and they're on 50 points. Uh, Melksham in third. Yeah, 24 games played. They've got 48 points. Uh, and then Bradford, who obviously now concentrate on league matters, uh, they've played 21. They have 45 points. Uh, with Cribs down in fifth on 41 points. And at the foot of the table, Longwell Green Sports played 26, nine points on the board, but they're hauling themselves up only three points away from Well City, who've only played 23. They're on 12. And then Cadbury Heath above them, they've only played 17 games, Cadbury Heath. They've got 16 points just above them. Hallen on 21 points, they've played 24 matches. Uh, at the top of the first division, Tom, who are, who are our leaders? Yes, yeah, so we've got new leaders this weekend, as I said. Uh, we've got Westbury now. Uh, they've played 27, they got 60 points. Uh, Kensham, a little slip-up on the weekend, so they've played 27 also. They're on 59 points, so a further point back. Uh, and then Roman Glass and George, very much keeping up the pace. They've played 27, like the top two. 
now 57 points, so just three points covering the top three. Uh, and then down in fourth, we've got Welton, a little bit of a gap. Uh, they've played 26, they've got 44 points. Uh, and then Shedder, Radstock and Devizes, uh, they're all on 41 points. Yeah, all very interesting at the top of the first division there. Portishead at the bottom, um, they've got 15 points from their 26 games. Sherbourne just above them, 25 played, 18 points. Then a little bit of a gap between Sherbourne and Warminster, 27 played, 23 points. Uh, Tom, thank you very much indeed for your time. And uh, have you penned your... Uh, obviously, we're, we're reviewing your bulletin, which can be found on the Tool Station Westerly podcast, but have you penned your article for the, uh, for the non-league paper? Yeah, indeed. Uh, the Premier Division Roundup's a little bit more to write about, write about this weekend. So, yeah, that's in the uh, Step 5 and 6 section. Excellent stuff. Now, we do have a couple of parish notices. Uh, first one is from Bitten, and uh, one of the Bitten directors there, Sean Honor, is pleased to announce that colourful character Carlton Leach, that's the inspiration between the rise of the foot soldier movies, which you may be familiar with, will be appearing at Bitten on Saturday the 7th of April. That's starting at 7pm. Tickets are £10 and available from the club. Probably over 18s only, I would imagine. And um, uh, Street FC, they're holding a race night. It's a fundraiser on the evening of the 17th of February. So that one's coming up a little bit sooner. First race uh, is at 7pm. And um, uh, I think that's tickets are... Uh, well, entry at the event is only £2 as well. So uh, you can find out a lot more about um, about that event by contacting um, Street Club. So there's obviously lots of, uh, lots of activities going on around the Tool Station Western League. Uh, We'll continue to bring you up to date with those and the fixtures and results uh, over the coming weeks. Um, but for, from Tom and myself, this has been another episode of the Toolstation Westernly podcast. <laughs>